takes me where I want to go. Where will it send me? That's my daughter's. You take that off. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. And the show started. Hi, Jared. Hi, Pat. <laughs> I didn't know. Oh, man. Me and Pat that. are pretty excited right yeah. now. We're pretty excited. Pat's so excited he grabbed a, uh, a ping pong paddle and used a ball with him. I plan him. on using it during the show. Yeah, that's always a good. Pat likes sometimes to grab like pool table balls or he'll grab little things to make noises during the show just so you can slightly pick up some annoying noise in the background. People always enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for that again, Pat. Rusty. Rusty. So, uh, Pat, we uh, let's start off with, with what our little challenge was last week. <laughs> been rough so it's been rough so we've <laughs> we got we got you a don't think uh, it would be rough it's been rough it has been rough and there's a couple times that i was like what do i do in this situation we're of course talking about our new year's resolutions to each other that being uh question submitted by mr michael thomas james last week saying that what would you do for each other i chose for pat that he has to post a picture on instagram every day starting last thursday when the show was released and i have to have a twitter at chubstep jared you guys can follow me and I had to tweet out once a day using the hashtag figure it out, um, which it's a good hashtag. It's a good hashtag, but it also is sometimes not relevant to what I'm trying to say at all. Um, so here's a couple of my tweets, guys, if you want to <laughs> see. It's been pretty good so far. I'm not going to lie. It's been pretty good, pretty impressive. I had to remind you at like 1130 at you night. You did. Well, okay. To be fair, though, I was in Las Vegas and it was two hours earlier. So you're I had still, a little more time. You were still time. pushing the envelope. I was still pushing the envelope. Um my favorite one was this one, where it was this uh, pink gorilla, and it says it's discussing what they've done to Harambe. And then Dude, uh, you are so hashtag, funny. I don't someone know why do you something, hashtag earlier. figure it out. Um, and then also this last one I did was just telling people to email the show. But since I tweeted that out, we didn't get any new emails. No. So it actually backfired. Because um, we, maybe we would have, and then people saw us and got upset. But one following, and I got 12 followers. So that's a pretty good uh, that's ratio. Good pretty ratio. famous. That's just famous. Bro. I hate people like that. Did you uh did you like well I'm just I'm just following Chubstep, the podcast. How come? Um, because I'm Chubstep Jared. You don't you don't care what else is out there? No, all I care about is I live and breathe Chubstep. And my picture is a picture of me and Bad Beast thirty three. Why? Because <laughs> he's my boy. Obviously he's not really in this picture. It's him photoshopped over my brother's face. Oh. Um I'm sure he appreciates that. If he saw it, I don't know if he would. I, you know, that's a good question. Do you hear about the controversy that's going on with him? No. <laughs> so I don't care. Well, Trevor tweeted this out at Shubstep Podcast. You guys can follow us on there. And so Bad Peace posted this picture of um, this uh, girl, Dominican girl coming out of a pool. And uh, it, the caption is, Afternoon Bikini Contest. And then this guy wrote, here's this guy's response on this. Already, This is the way you promote my country, a country that supposedly you like so much. And I imagine that when you go there, you are treated like a king. Uploading photos of the Dominican girls, you are very vulgar and disrespectful. You know what they're thinking about? Promiscuous Why sex. Why do you care? 
<laughs> Pat, the people care. I'm just, I'm just sharing the story. I'm just a, you know, I'm just a media agent uh, passing this on to them, you know? So uh, that's the latest Bad Piece 33 controversy. Everybody can follow Bad Piece 33 on Instagram. His name is Pat Callahan, just like this guy. Um, so I Pat, don't promote any of that. Yeah, Pat doesn't promote any of it. He's not a fan. Not a fan. But, um, Pat, what have you been up to the past week? Instagram, man. Yeah. So let's hear about your Instagram and then hear about your regular life. I don't really know what to do most times. Mm-hmm. I, I was looking through my history. I post a picture on Instagram about once every three months. Okay. So this is, yeah, quite a, quite a step up. <laughs> this is you. a challenge for yeah. me. And it's usually because I'm either doing something I'm not normally doing yep. or it's just a good picture. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it was like the first day, didn't really know what to do. I got Grubhub. Yep. You know. Yep. Good call. Crab cake BLT. Mm-hmm. You don't see those all over the no. place. Uh, next day, didn't really know what to do. Posted a picture of us like we were hanging out. Yep. The picture actually, from your birthday. It was actually a picture from October. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my sister showed me like two of yours. Yeah. Ones, yeah. Uh, day after that, and the most attention I've gotten has been a picture of a burrito. And I took that picture back in April. First class. So I'm not, nice. I'm not, I wasn't so not actually <laughs> eating it. <laughs> so We've that, actually talked about that picture a long time ago so, because I sent it to you. <laughs> but it's a picture of a burrito okay. from April, and I put Joy, and everybody just loves that burrito. Yeah, well, this is interesting. So so not many people post pictures of food that's uh, that would now be rotten at this point, right? It would be food that would be in that. It's already been disposed of. Yeah, it's already right? been disposed of. It's not even in existence anymore. That's pretty rare, Pat. That's pretty... Uh, I just put Joy. Pulling from the archives. <laughs> that's pretty much what I'm doing. <laughs> so it's a good. What do you th- did you post a picture today? Not yet. Posted a picture what are you thinking? last night. Maybe just a picture of the microphone or something. I took a bunch of selfies while you were on your phone earlier. <laughs> good. And you're in them. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. We got some good selfies part. That'd be perfect. Yeah. That'd be. Perfect. But no, it's tough. It, it really is because I don't usually just do that every day. Like I have to literally think about it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To consciously think, and that's what's scary. It's it is scary. I can't do it too close to bed. I don't nope. want my phone going off all night. <laughs> I did last night at like ten o'clock. I was it, like, oh. Big mistake. Big mistake. Yeah. Do you don't sleep with your phone on silent, Pat? I, it still like flashes a light mm. when I have a notification, so I'll okay. see the light in my sleep. Do you ever think about flipping your phone upside down? No. Hmm. I just don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be on you then. I don't know if that's on. I think uh, I have it in my head that the phone is louder, the alarm is louder. Isn't the thing on the bottom? <laughs> I don't care. I think it's, <laughs> it's in my head. <laughs> yeah, I like. I don't like stupid things. You get in your head. Like I always like in my head. If I don't double knot my shoes, they're gonna come undone. Even though I always double knot. I shoes. always double knot my shoes, but you don't need to. A lot of people don't. Yeah. You don't do it. You know. Been buying the slip-ons lately. Yeah. Yeah. Been yeah. working out pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Fancy looking. Slip-ons? I wish they made like slip-on gym shoes. That I don't think fit just right. Yeah, that would be the problem. Everybody's foot's a little different. Go back to Velcro. Like... <laughs> You're talking like old man uh, New Balance shoes now. Yeah. Yeah. The coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Who do I have to impress? That's a good. Yeah, I guess nobody. The people at the gym. You don't want to. You don't need to impress them. I don't even make eye contact. No. With the gym. No. 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 Not so much. I avoid conversation. That's a good. That's good. That's. I think that's what people probably want it anyway. So, what did you do the past week other than your Instagram app? Um, you know what? I nothing really. I watched a little bit of football. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I got sick and tired of the wild card games. game. Yep. That hail well, mary, I turned it off. Yes. Well, so after that, I tweeted this out, guys, uh, at Chubstep Chair. So, uh, 
during that game, did you see this part, Pat, where the guy, it's like the exact, oh, not, not as crazy as what happened to the Bears. But basically, there's this play where Eli Manning was throwing the ball, and somebody hit his arm as he was throwing it, like it happens a lot, and so it was a fumble. Right. But the other guys on his team thought it was an incomplete. incomplete pass. Yeah. And so they just don't grab it, right? The ball's just laying there. And then uh, I think it was Paul Perkins is one of the running backs. Uh, he goes and he just is like, oh, I'm just going to like lightly pick this up off the ground. I'm not a And coach. Clay Matthews comes over and just gives him the biggest douche, like just like literally like almost hits him like with his elbow, kind of like literally like I'm going to like punch you almost. And comes up, just knocks the guy over, picks up the ball. And granted, if this play would have ended up being called an incomplete pass, it would have been like a serious like – I think I could have seen it being like a serious penalty on him, like out of the game type of thing. It was ridiculous hit. But because it was a live ball, he was just clearing the guy out of there, picked up the ball, and they got the turnover. Right. I just don't understand. Like, I, with the second it happened, I was like, why isn't somebody picking up the ball? Because it was, it was sitting there for a while, and they didn't blow the whistle. And I, I just. The place of the whistle's blown, man. And I, it's like people sitting there watch. I just don't. They get people I remember get when that happened yeah. against the Bears. Yes. That was ridiculous. And that, the Packers like won the game a while back. With the Bears doing the same thing. They basically right. just didn't pick it up. Packers pick it up, ran in the end zone. And uh, really, it was really stupid. Yeah. So this is the same thing here. And uh, I just don't know how. This It's funny just people make these dumb calls all the time. Like as a professional. Like you have one job. Your job is to play football. Right. And so, uh, yeah. That's uh, that's pretty annoying. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I did that. And Pat, I went to uh, Vegas. Las Vegas. Just kidding. Las Vegas, Pat. I know. Uh, I know you hate that, but I was also in Las Vegas, and somebody that lived there did call it Vegas at one point. So I had some questions about your your thoughts on that. <laughs> no, that's exactly my point. If you live there, you could call it whatever you want. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> it just says outsiders. Okay, how would you feel yeah. if Reed was like Chi Town? Chi Town? Yeah. That doesn't bother me. No. No. <laughs> no. It's like brand new. <laughs> well, I'm not picking on Reed. I'm just trying to make a comparison. Yeah. Well. Reed did live here for a while too, and also I had to think somebody from out of town is like, "Are you from Shy Town, Shy City?" That would be Shy City would be a little much, but but like L.A. Pat would have been like L.A. Los Angeles. It's abbreviated. It's abbreviated. It's so if I said L.V. It's, it's, instead it's of Las a, Vegas, it's not a nickname. Yeah, a little. I don't know. City of Angels. The City of Angels. So yeah, if I started calling it City of Angels, <laughs> yeah, that would annoy me. Be like you know all about that. Yeah. Well, what what that'd be like calling Vegas, Vegas the city of Vegas is just like a frat boy saying. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, okay, I get that. So I was in Las Vegas. There you go. Uh, so I went down there with uh, official lawyer of the show, Face Carl. It is Shamrock, riding dirty. And we went down there to golf. You Sounds didn't know this great. part. No, I did. You did know this part. Yeah. You did know this. Sorry, I told. You. Okay, but most people don't know this part. So basically, what happens in 2009. We, uh, me and Face Carl would play this game called Tiger Woods 09. And it actually probably came out in 08 because usually sports games come out a year early. That's like, how the it time. Works. Yeah. So we were probably same playing this cars. in 08. Yes, exactly. Cars are the same thing. It is kind of weird how they do that. Yeah. Um, so, so we were playing this, uh, this game and we and there was this course in it called Wolf Creek. And we started playing course and we're like, this course is awesome. And I thought it was a game that the course had, that the game had made up. Like the course had made up this game. actual course. Turns out about a year into playing the game, it was a real course. And we're like, this is awesome. It's an hour outside of Las Vegas. Like this is the coolest course ever. Like it's insane. It's through these canyons. It looks like, it looks like you've got the Grand Canyon and somebody just decided to cut out parts of it, make it flat with some grass in the middle. And it's like really nice grass in the middle. It's super hilly. It's the most insane course I've ever seen. It follows you on Snapchat, so it's yeah. in all 18. Exactly, yeah. 
So it was good stuff. Follow me at jredzy 3 There you go. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it was good stuff. And the course ended up being um, more than I'd ever paid for golf, but still less expensive than other places. And you go there and what? you get that the, doesn't even make any sense. More, sorry, less expensive than like a Pebble Beach or like the other like professional type courses. But more than you've ever paid. More than I've ever paid, definitely. Okay. Um, like double more than I've ever paid. <laughs> so, um, so we go there and the, everybody there is super nice. They give you. So I've played this course hundreds and hundreds of times in the video game because this is the only course now that we ever played since for the last like you know eight years. Me and Alex, me and Ace, face. So uh, we play this, and we get there, and we're super pumped. We got a rental car to go out there. We brought our golf clubs because um, we didn't want to rent the one Wait, time we were out there. you brought them on the plane? Yes, we checked them on, on the plane. Was that a pain? No, it was the same as checking any other bag. Oh, wow. So uh, we got a rental car. We took it out there, and it was about an hour outside of Vegas, Las Vegas. Damn it. Um, damn it. So... <laughs> We're playing the course, and you get a free range beforehand, so you can just hit around at the range. It was like free balls. You just hit it at, you know, they had their own driving range there for as long as you want for free. So we did that. We played the course. It was awesome. Um, I shot pretty decent, not anywhere near my guy. I mean to brag. Not anywhere near my, well, not anywhere near my, my character that I play in the game. Get like, you know, it gets like a birdies and eagles on every single hole. And so I wasn't quite at that level, but I played much better than I thought. And uh, there was a couple of holes that like we tried crazy things like we were trying the game, like hitting over a mountain instead of like playing the course the normal way. And like it worked a few times. Um, so anyways, a lot of fun. We go back and then uh, Bryn Flakes, uh, remember, you know, he's been on the show before. He met up with us also with my friend Taylor, met up with us from L.A. And so we were there for the week because, or not for the whole week, a couple of days, because my dad was in town for the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. Nice. Apparently the biggest conference that they have in Las Vegas. So it was uh, pretty crazy. Like that's all the new technology stuff kind of where they promote it is there. So he was there for that. So we got a free hotel to stay at. So we're like, all right, let's take advantage of that. Did a lot of gambling, learned how to play craps, played a lot of craps. That's mostly what I played. Did you do well? Uh, I did well. So I, uh, so we get there, we ended up, we went to all the different casinos, you know, throughout the place. We go to uh, Caesar's Palace. We ended up ending up there the first night and we met up with these two, not met up. There was this, there was one table that was open, and it was five dollar minimums, and it was three card poker, which I'd never played before. In Las Vegas, five dollars. Yes. Wow. So we're like, we got to take advantage of this, right? There's this uh, dealer behind the table, and uh, she was very nice, and she taught us how to play. And because it's basically just, it's essentially just they hand you three cards, and you take the best poker hand you can get, and you're playing against the dealer, but you don't get like extra cards, and you're not playing off the dealer's hand unless you want to pay some extra money, then you get some more money playing it off their hand. Um, so then you end up spending like $15 on a hand or $20 actually, if you play instead of five. So there's ways that they kind of try to swindle you out of more than $5. But, uh, first night we did, we did good. And there was another dealer. We're kind of, we were there till like maybe 3am the first night, the next, the next day we go back and we start off early. We're playing the casino. I'm up maybe like 200 something dollars, you know, by the end of, by the end of the second day. And we get to, we go, end up trying to go to Spectre Caesar's palace. Cause we know those dealers are going to be there again. They were a lot of fun. So we go there three card poker. We start playing, and this guy joins us, and he was this Chinese businessman named Gary. And Gary was super rich, as many uh, Chinese businessmen that come over from China are here. And he was just throwing down hundreds, like just nonstop, right? Taylor, Must my friend, nice. Taylor ended up counting $1,700 he was throwing, which is not, people have, have thrown down way more, I know, at tables before, but, you know. For a couple of, uh, you know, we're throwing down like, you know, $5 minimums on each on each hand up to like $20. And he's throwing down like, you know, a couple hundred dollars on, on each hand. So anyway, he's going and uh, we just kept, he was like, 
he was like our version of he looked a lot like the actor that plays um in the hangover. guy in the guy in the hangover he looked a lot like that guy and so it was kind of funny in okay. that sense and so this guy was awesome we like we became friends with him throughout the night and he had these gold he had like gold filtered cigarettes that he was passing out I, i'm not i'm allergic to tobacco so i wasn't having these but <laughs> the other people were smoking these gold filtered cigarettes and and like it was fun with all like the dealers and stuff like that and at this point i'm like taylor and face were already out they had lost their money and i was like i knew i was up by a ton and i didn't need to keep going but i was like it's the last night here it's kind of like you when we went to our Arlington racetrack and you won all the money and you're just like, I'm just going to put it all on one horse at the last race because you're right. like, I'm up money here. You yeah. know, like this is not my money anyway at this point. So uh, I was just like, all right, I'm going to do the same thing. So I just kept playing with Gary and Bryn Flakes and it was the three of us. And we ended up playing until the dealers said, you have three hands left and you, and you guys have to go home because the dealers have to go home. It, there was no other tables Late were day. open anymore because the dealers were all home except for our dealer. So uh, it was like 5.15, 5, yeah, I think 5.15 is when the last, they dealt the last hand. No sleep. No sleep. So, and it was 5.15 Las Vegas time, which was right. 7 a.m. <laughs> so uh, we had a, so Gary was awesome. We got some pictures with him and uh, it was just kind of like a perfect, he was a very good way to uh, kind of end the trip. But uh, it was a fun, it was a fun experience. Um, Did you walk away with any money or no? No, I ended up breaking even. Oh boy. So... But it was a fun time. Right. It was a fun time, and I didn't, so I didn't lose money. It's and, not like uh, you were up a thousand. No, exactly. Like, yeah, what's two hundred dollars? Is right. you know, but I'm not gonna, you know, I guess I could buy a new chub step equipment, but, <laughs> <laughs> a new microphone for Pat. But uh, <laughs> we're fine. So uh, it was it was a good time. But uh, you know, it was just it was interesting. So here's some of the weird things that popped up. So we went to also this place um, called uh, Fremont Street, which is also kind of it's unlike the original kind of las vegas strip and then it was kind of downgrade for a long time like nobody went there and now they kind of revamped it it's actually a really cool area now and there was a guy a bunch of people doing impressions of stuff there and so one of the persons was just doing a pat foley impression which is chris farley's impression uh when he did the uh, down by the river guy on snl yes so this guy's whole career because my dad was there the night before and then he took us the day after and this guy's whole career is literally that one doing yeah doing a character from a five minute long SNL skit <laughs> from like thirty years ago. Yeah, it's Isn't not that, that long. Well, ago. okay, it's like twenty. Twenty years ago would have been ninety six. So okay, okay, maybe you're right. Yeah. So, but I'm saying so twenty years ago, one skit that was five minutes long, and this guy's basing it's a famous skit. They this got guy T-shirts about and that skit. Granted, this guy looked exactly like this guy looked exactly like that character. He was perfect at it, and he did the voice perfect, and it was a really good impression. But it's just such a weird concept, no, no isn't range. it? Somebody else, somebody, you're literally basing your, your life on somebody else's. And there's plenty of people that are like Elvis impersonators. You're acting on an actor's acting. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's just such a weird, just such a weird concept. And uh, I just, it was just a really weird type of thing. So here was, here was, so while I was there, Pat, there was no, there was, you know, fancy places, but there was no bathroom attendants that I saw. Good. And those people are I know. annoying. That's that's what I want to talk about here. I should have here. to give a dollar to a guy because I have to dry my hands. I, I totally, this is, so this is, yes. And so it just made me think of this. And it's like, why so many times that I go to some bar in Chicago, do I just have to pay extra money? I, that what I don't, it annoys me. Like, to me, it's like, I would, if two places were exactly the same and one had a bathroom attendant, like if I was on the fence between going between one place and another, if I knew one had a bathroom attendant, I would like avoid that place. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. You have to wonder, like... It, it, they have to be splitting those tips. 
That's how it works. Why else would you hire a guy to yeah. dry someone's hands? You think they get some of that money? Yeah. Easily. Why else would you do it? No. It's annoying. Yeah. It's Nobody annoying. enjoys that. No. No. Has anybody ever come out of the bathroom with a bathroom attendant and be like, yes, I'm it's glad It's like you don't have there. to tip the bartenders enough. No. You know? Yeah. No, it's and, and what you feel guilty when you don't. Exactly, exactly, and it's like, all right, now I have to have single like this dollar guy bills has to on hang me. out in a bathroom <laughs> all night. People are yeah. drinking. Yeah, you know, you take your shirt off. Yeah. You know, you you have a beer. Yeah, and it's like, just make it. Make they, it. They're wearing tuxedos sometimes. Yes, I know. Like, Overdressed for a bathroom. I know. I feel underdressed in the bathroom sometimes because it just it's a little much. And so I just like want to throw up on one of the guys. So like I have to tip him. So it's worth your money? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you could probably throw up on something else and then have him clean it up and then it'd be worth it. But I don't need a breath mint. I don't need cheap cologne. No. I could dry my own hands. Yeah. The, the, the hand the... is the worst part. Yeah. <laughs> just just the blows or you the know I, or I can you know it's like it's it's I am able to pull down the little you know right. the little paper towel thing you know ninety nine percent of the time it's throughout almost, my normal life. It's almost life. like off- offensive. Like I can't take care of my own business. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And sure, sometimes the paper gets jammed up in the machine. And you have to roll the little knob <laughs> on the side. I get it. But uh, it's nothing I can't do. Nothing right. I can't handle. Yeah, I can't stand those. Yeah, <laughs> I never, I really never understood it, and I, I wonder if it's going to continue going like that or like I don't know. Maybe that says like high society. Ooh, high class, a, yeah. It's like a status. Kind of like a butler type thing. Yeah. Yeah. but I still don't like it. But I feel like high society, you want the people to be there, right? Does Wait. any... Like, in high society, if you had a butler, you want the butler to be there. Is there anybody that's just like, uh, no thanks? Yeah. <laughs> like, with well, a bathroom attendant. You know, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, so, Pat, I thought we maybe would go over... We have a, Actually, we have a, we have a text here from trevor and trevor was just asking me you know we're talking chub step stuff and like that so he just wanted to uh he was going to ask this question he had one that was about um new year's plans new year's resolutions mm-hmm. but we kind of talked about that last time yes so i figured this one would be better so he says do you guys think the world would benefit from hum- humans having three hands or would it neg- negatively affect everything all items in the world are created for people with two hands as it currently is right so it would be negatively so, affected. So people had three hands. What would be the benefits or, you know, negatives, things? Uh, got an extra hand, scratch your back, maybe. Where would it be located, extra, I guess? We would have figured yeah, that out. Is it in the middle? <laughs> what is that I was kind of picturing the middle. Yeah. You couldn't sleep on your stomach then. No. That would be terrible. Yeah. I hate sleeping on my back. Yeah. Yeah. Sleep on your side and then it would kind of hold you up. Um, I'm not a fan of this idea. Yeah, I'm, I don't. I don't see how it would do any good. What you, you maybe you have more balance if you have to carry something heavy, but yeah, I, that's about it. You could, if you had a stick shift car, you could text and, and the drive easier. The thing is, you, you you're either right-handed or you're left-handed. Are you going to be middle-handed? Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, weird. that's a good point. You got to write. Yeah, I think if people just started growing a third arm, um, <laughs> I think that would be. I think that would be bad news because it would be. Is there sports advantages? I'm trying to figure this out. Uh, I don't think so. You can catch a football easier with an th- extra hand? Maybe. But then, like, the, <laughs> I don't know, like, the angles could be off, you know? Yeah. Well, you just readjust. You can't make the, the, diamond, the diamond, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm not seeing many advantages. Also, you would have to get odd number of weights for all the weight machine, like, all, like, the free right. weights and gyms. You know, think yeah. about that. You're just adding extra cost. You can't just have two dumbbells, and then your middle arm's just getting, you know, weak sauce. yeah. Yeah, 
Hmm. Not a fan. Yeah, I think it'd lead to a lot of soft bodies. <laughs> so not a fan, Trevor. I like the idea of it, though, but uh, no thanks. Trevor, or uh, Pat, we got an email here. Email the show, guys, chubstep.podcast at gmail.com. Important question for Chubbers. Ooh, this is a new email. Yeah, what? Fre- frequently flaccid88 at <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. a good email. AOL.com. That's kind of the opposite of Forever in Training. Uh, Zach Kravitz's uh, workout the company, f- Frequently Flaccid, seems like the opposite of Forever in Training. Okay. But <laughs> Hello there, fellow Chubsters. I've had a question that's been on my mind recently that I'd love to ask. Why is there no Yelp review for Yelp? I.e., why does Yelp not have a review for itself? Do you believe that it is just the beginning to a larger web of conspiracies run by the global elite to corner the small business review market. Any insight is much appreciated. Thanks. So you can't rate Yelp on Yelp? That's kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah. It's kind of hypocritical. I think it's very hypocritical. 100%. I, uh... But I don't think it's taken down just the small businesses. I think Yelp affects the small businesses much more than it would, like, a chain of something. Yes. Is it saying the, the small business review market? Yes. Okay. So as in, I'm so, is, yeah, okay. I know what it's saying. Okay. So, yeah. So basically it, it, to me, it's the, it's the definition of hypocrisy, right? I mean, they're like, all right, here's how everybody else is, but don't right. worry about us. Find out if you get good service from here. Yeah. You know, but don't worry about us. But that's like, if you got, if you went to some place and it had the Yelp reviews, you found to be very opposite of what the actual case i would want to review yelp and say hey i got a bad review yeah Your this yelp is garbage wrong. there's just salty people on the internet and i guess a counter to that would be you just re-revise that place that was yelp wrong and you say you know what i bet you that's more common than not that there's always that one person who's impossible to please yeah you yeah. know and this place might not have any reviews yeah and then there's that one person that just doesn't have a perfect time <laughs> yes just light up the internet yeah there's a whole there's a whole south park thing about i feel like yelp reviewers are almost as bad as youtube commenters totally totally yeah. so have you seen the south park thing about yelp reviewers no where basically uh, i think it was i think it was kyle's dad is going into places and like they're going into restaurants and basically they'll be like, Oh, if you give me bad service, you don't give me free stuff. You know, it's like that kind of thing that I'm going to give you a bad Yelp review right. and that's going to kill you because then people are going to look it up and see that. So I think there's a kind of conspiracy thing going on here. Like they kind of control, I could see it totally being like, they kind of control what they want to, uh, you know, they're kind of right. like, Hey, you know, we're Yelp. If you, uh, there's gotta be people who review like the post just in case something gets put that's inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. So there's probably those people who see stuff. The fact checkers. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's true. But what do you think? Yelp, how much do you think Yelp's behind all this? Why wouldn't they Yelp be able to Yelp them? <laughs> Why wouldn't they be? I don't know. I don't know. I don't personally go on Yelp. This is a good conspiracy theory, though. It is. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, yeah, I think this is this is something way larger. We just got to dig a little deeper into what it actually is. <laughs> we need Tristan. We need Tristan. We need his to, input on yeah, this. Yeah, we need this input on it. So uh, I like this. I like this question a lot, and I think there's a lot there that we could unravel throughout the throughout the weeks, maybe in the future, and I'll do some investigating. This is kind of like could Chubstep possibly be put on Yelp as a service? Ooh, servicing people's um, boredom. There you go. I like that. A chubstep, but yeah, I think we could try to get it up on Yelp. We're not if, technically a business. Um, yeah, I think we'd have to make money to be a business, right? <laughs> LLC. <laughs> but charities don't make money. 
you know, well, sometimes. That's, you think. Yeah, so we're charity. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to write all this We're donating our yeah, time. Yeah, we're donating our time. Yeah, yeah. And you're donating your, you're donating your time, listeners, by listening to this episode. Think about that. Blows your mind a little bit, doesn't it, Pat? No. No, not at all. No. So, okay. Okay. Um, I wanted to get into this uh, <clears throat> Jeff Goldblum movie review. Hi. 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 I'm Jeff Goldblum. You, you interest me strangely. You have uh, you've uh, uh, tapped into some kind of secret vein. Why would you do that to Goldblum? <laughs> What's Goldblum ever done to you? What's Goldblum ever done to you? Forget the fat lady. You're obsessed with the fat lady. Because she's sweet and like a peach and like a juicy and sweet. You're afraid to be too Goldblum. He thinks if he smells Goldblum, he's going to be Goldblum. By jamming them into his pocket. I'm going to get my Goldblum on. That is one big pile of shit. Goldblum is content. Uh, People always ask me how I pronounce my name, Goldblum or Goldblum. Uh, I always tell them the same thing. How dare you speak to me? Okay, Pat. What if I told you in 1992, there was a movie called Deep Cover? <laughs> Probably Google it. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Because what you would pop up with is this movie starring Jeff Goldblum and Lawrence Fishburne. Oh. Ooh. Nice. Lawrence Fishburne, a young Lawrence Fishburne, pretty badass Lawrence Fishburne, actually. Why does he always play that role? Dude, I, this I is, see that guy, and I'm just like, I don't see it. I'm telling you, watch watch this movie. I think, I, honestly, I might think that a lot of it is based on this character that he plays in this because he pulls off the badass role like legit. So let me tell you, let me tell you a little something about. It. So this is directed by Bill Duke. Do you know who Bill Duke is? No. Bill Duke was Mac in Predator. You okay. seen Predator? Long, long time ago. Don't remember. Okay, look who up. Mac is. This guy's very recognizable. Here's here's my connection, to Bill Duke. Bill Duke directed this TV pilot called The Blacksicans. The Blacksicans was filmed in Chicago. I handled all the tax credit for oh, the guy. TV series. You recognize him? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I handle all the I handle all the tax credit. Handled all the tax credit for the Blacksicans TV pilot. So I have worked on Bill Duke <laughs> inadvertently in the same project before. You know, okay. so basically, I'm the just Jared a, connection. So basically, I had something. He to went do with, to Jared. Yeah, so basically, it's something to do with uh, directing this. So that's what I'm trying to say. Anyway, um, I've met Bill Duke before. I shook his hand a few times, two times actually, to be exact. So this movie is about Lawrence Fishburne goes underneath, undercover, underneath the normal cover, to uh, as a police officer, and tries to infiltrate a drug ring. This drug ring is headed by a couple guys, um, some Colombian type guys, and then Jeff Goldblum is their lawyer. So he's he's kind of a lawyer, but he's also um, kind of like kind of handle some of their business side of it too. You know, he's not just kind of handle the legal stuff. So Lawrence Fishburne goes deep undercover, like you know, like total like where nobody else, the cops don't even know that he's undercover. Like he gets arrested at one point, and uh, all that kind of stuff. So why does that always happen in the movies? Why do the co- why do they have to get arrested? Yeah. Because they're afraid maybe one of the cops would be, uh, you know, maybe d- a dirty cop. I just feel like that always happens. Like the cops get in trouble when they're undercover. Yeah. So I mean, they have to play it real, you know, real. So Lawrence Fishburne actually goes to jail, you know, at one point. Jeff Goldblum gets him out of jail, and that's how he kind of gets in the whole ring. So I'm not going to say too much more about the movie than this. The thing about this movie is it's it's very solid. Um, it just you know it's it's very it's 90s and like the thing is it's a story I've seen many times. And it's just kind of like he goes undercover, and it's like that. It'll kind of escalates from there. So 
it, there's not too much that's overly unique about this, but I liked um, I liked the I liked Lawrence Fishburne a lot in this movie. I thought he was really good. So with Jeff Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum always good. You can't go wrong with him. <laughs> so, uh, but here's here's an interesting th- thing from this. So the song for this movie and song they used to do this a lot more in movies, like we've talked about. Um, this the song for this was Deep Cover was the name of the song, which is also the name of the movie. And so this was a song that was by Dr. Dre and it was introducing Snoop Dogg. So this is Snoop Dogg's first song. Was kind of like the song for Deep Cover you know, the title of the movie. So that's interesting. This song, and this is a song that I had, this is covered all the time. They use samples from the song. So there's a song twins deep cover that was recorded by fat Joe and big pun. There's a line in that, which I always like to say, which is dead in the middle of little Italy. Little did they know that we riddled two middlemen who didn't do diddly. Say that fast. So five times <laughs> I could, but did uh, you stay up all night rehearsing check? that in the mirror? No, I've heard. No, 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 no. I knew that song back in high school. We used to listen to it all the time. <laughs> So all the guys, a lot of guys on the volleyball team knew, how to, knew, knew all those lyrics. So that was Twins Deep Cover. uses that same sample from that original Dr. Trey song. And then also uh, the new song that was out like a year or two ago that was called Dope by Tyga. Yeah. And that song was using that same, that was that same beat and that same like kind of chorus of the song. So uh, the song's been sampled a few times, originated though in this movie, Deep Cover. It's kind of fun fact. Uh, this movie overall... I would say it's average. It's on the higher end of average. Like, it's a very watchable movie. It's just nothing, like, crazy or super unique. So I'd say it's a Harry Connick Jr. on the rating of a Jeff Goldblum rating scale, middle-tier Jeff Goldblum movie. Fair. Fair. Yeah. I just want to be pure. All right, Pat. Um, do you have anything that you wanted to get to? Uh, tell me what you think about this. Yeah. Keurig is working on an alcohol maker. Ooh. I don't know if I like this idea. So it would be something like a mixed drink type shot type thing, or how would it, it work? Says both cocktails and beer. I don't like this beer. because how would you do that? I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. They're oh, putting it doesn't it together. S- okay, they're, I'm not they're a developing scientist. it right now. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, but anyways, <laughs> uh, I just don't like the idea, especially with like the mixed drinks too, because like people are impossible to please. Yeah, it's never spot on. You either don't have enough or you have too much. Some people say. Well, the way I could see it adjusting is. Have you used Keurig right now? Yeah, we have one at work. I use coffee. So you know, like, they have, like, the three different settings for a size of it. Yes. And it does kind of different concentrations depending on your size. Mm-hmm. If you do bigger ones, it's going to water down. It's using the same amount of the thing every time. I could see it just being like that, where it had, like, a smaller amount of alcohol versus a large amount, you know. But I'm pretty sure there's pretty set um, standards of what, how much, you know, a shot. There should be, like, one shot in a, you know, rum and coke or, you know, whatever the just standard one. is. I don't, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, there's standards. I don't know how it works. I'm it's not like a bartender. It's like that $10 cocktail you play for pay for that is one shot of booze in it yeah whole can of pop <laughs> exactly so i i i think it's an interesting idea i think it's i don't know how it would be it, it, it seems weird though to me because it's like you're gonna have a it's party for at home yeah but it's yeah exactly you know, i guess even if you're at home though yeah. i mean i guess it's just for the lazy person who doesn't want to go out and buy like whatever bottle they want with whatever pop well that's what i mean isn't keurig in general kind of for a lazy person that doesn't want to just think of brew a Pot of coffee? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you you don't want to be wasteful. I mean, think about people who live at home. That's a good point. You make a whole pot of coffee. What are you going to do? You're not going to drink a whole pot of coffee. Yeah. So this is kind of more like for the uh, efficient alcoholic that doesn't want to waste a lot of stuff. I guess. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm going to have just one drink over the span of, like, the next six months. So I don't want to buy this pop so it goes bad. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that sounds fair. Uh, I'll be interested to see how it, how it actually works once it comes out, but I don't they think it's a horrible they, idea. They had tried a soda uh, version of Keurig and that it like desperately failed. Oh, then this doesn't sound like it's going to be that much different. I don't know, but they, yeah. they teamed up with Anheuser-Busch. Oh. So they got the money to back it up. There you go. Yeah, well, I guess that, that would help a lot. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you want to do some Tanzanian news here, Pat? I'd love to. Yeah. The infection causes immediate respiratory failure. The scientists claim that the infection is now transmitting. You know what Fugazi is? Fugazi. It's a fake. Fugazi. Fugazi. It's a wazi. It's a wazi. It's a fairy dust. What are you, from Tanzania? Yes, I am. So, Singaporean gives Tanzanian orphaned friends a shot at their dreams. Lovely. Yeah, so basically what happens is this guy came out, like, in 2004, he uh, was looking for an adventure. So he backpacked uh, through many parts of the world, including Tanzania. So he goes there, and he ended up staying at this orphanage for a while. And he was, uh, he basically, like, went to the orphanage and taught kids how to how to like learn how to how to speak English and stuff like that. And he was there for a decent amount of time. And then they, they talked about like how it would take them an hour to get water. They, they would do stuff until like 4 p.m. At 4 p.m. they would go and get water, which would take them an hour each way to get the water. Then they'd come back and the girls would all cook and the guys would like play and stuff like that. So then he, so what happened is that like 10 years later, or sorry, this was, yeah, yeah, 10 years later, he finds out that like, those people that he was friends with, the kids that he was like, the orphans and stuff that he became friends with there, were like all doing bad. He was like, he finds out that one of them had died. Uh, a bunch of them were, you know, single parents or stuff like that, and people not making a lot of money. So what he's doing is he's making this documentary about about his friends that are in Tanzania and how their lives are now to help raise money for them, which I thought was kind of interesting because he's a documentary filmmaker now. That's what he does. So uh, this guy, it is called um, Buying Happiness. It will be the name of the project once it comes out. You think he'll mention, what's his name, Magafuli? Ooh. Kind of have to. Yeah, I, I think they probably would, because even at the beginning when they, when they kind of were talking about the story, they were talking about one of the person's like, wife's was killed by a, one of the police officers there, and they didn't, like they said, if you were, try to report this, it's not going to do anything for you because we're the police. So that's, there's a lot of corruption, in the, you know. In, this, in Tanzania in general. So there's a big Magafuli is all about the uh, getting rid of that. So, yeah, they probably actually will probably mention that. But I think the most, most focus will be on just these specific people in general. He wasn't trying to just raise money for just generic people in Tanzania who's, like, specifically his friends. So a little biased, <laughs> if you ask me. But I thought it was a nice thing overall. Yeah. Yeah, so that was that. That's I feel like documentaries are mostly biased. Um, in the view of the person creating it. They're trying to tell a story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're trying to look at it from a perspective. I, I would agree with that, Pat. Um, so I do have to I, – I at work I made a promise I would apologize to uh, Caitlin at work because I couldn't figure out how to get her printer to work. Um, <laughs> this is just a side note. I had to do this uh, just <laughs> – side note. This we'll move on from shot. that. There's a free out. shot because I, I promised something and I couldn't deliver on it. So I had to, this is my other promise I had to make up for it. Anyway, Pat <clears> – <throat> So, here's uh, sports-wise. We're talking some basketball here. Okay. Do you notice that this has become annoying 
with I've noticed this in the past like five years. Maybe this has been happening forever. But whenever somebody in the NBA gets like a crazy dunk or like some crazy shot, the people on the bench have the same reaction every single time. Jump up. They jump up and like yeah. the guy's like holding the other guy's back. Bench bump. It's like a fake. Yeah. It's like a fake like holding them back from right. like they're about to storm on the court, but if that guy's arms weren't up, you know, it's if he was up, they'd be out of the court. Yeah. But it's the same thing over <laughs> and over again. I get that it's some cool play, but then you see like the same reaction. It's one over thing and over if again. it's like at the end of the game. Yes. You know, but when it's just happening, it's like maybe the second quarter. Yeah. And and you've done this every game, and like you've seen you've seen this stuff happen before. I mean, it's it's cool. I'm not saying these plays aren't cool, but like, do you have to do the same thing? Stand up and then like hold your arms back, like <laughs> like I got it, I got it, guys. Um, but uh, <laughs> God, that's their <clears> exercise, <throat> you know. That's a good point. If you're sitting on the bench, you could. It's nice to stand stay up. warm in case you exactly. Come in. That's a good point. I like that. Also, Pat Dwayne Wade had a commercial. Did you see Dwayne Wade's commercial recently? No. It might be the best commercial I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Um, I do not normally like commercials. I find them to be annoying most of the time. Uh, but this one came out, and I believe it was for, uh, I believe it was for Gatorade. But basically, what happens in this uh, is that, yes, it is Gatorade. It's called Sounds of Hope. So what happens in this is that uh, you see a young Dwayne Wade, and you know Richards Dwayne Wade. Richards, what do you mean, Richards? It's Richards High School. Oh yes, it's Richards Dwayne Wade. Yes, yes. Is that in Oakland? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Richard's Dwayne Wade, and he's uh, actually probably wouldn't have been before high school. Oh, wow. So, and he, it, it's not actually him. It's an actor portraying him. But you hear, like, his mom arguing in the background, and you see he's watching, like, the 90s Bulls play. And then he, to drown out the sound of the, uh, of the fighting, he dribbles a basketball. And all he hears is the basketball. You don't hear the arguing. Then he's, like, walking down the street. And then, like, some guys are, like, on the street are, like, yelling at him, like, hey, little guy, come here, you know, all that stuff. And he's, like, dribbling, and you can't hear them anymore. Right. And there's, like, then you hear the sirens. You can't hear the sirens anymore because he's dribbling the ball. And then, like, it's, it keeps going, and then it's, like, you know, he asks why he came back and, you know, it, all this stuff. So it's really cool commercial. So if people have not seen that one, uh, check it out. It's good stuff. It's, you know, I give shout-out. We make fun of commercials a lot on the show. Shout-out the noise. Yeah, we make, we, we, exactly. So we make. Uh, yeah, no, if it's a good commercial. It's just, it's great. It's like when you see stuff you're like like this, you're like, why are there so many shitty commercials out there? Because they can make money. quality ones. You yeah. know, it's like this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's money, but it's like it's so much more meaningful when you can make a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You have anything else, Pat? Um, Mario and Luigi, now McDonald's Happy Meal toys. Topical. Seems like it's, <laughs> I don't know. I just don't. Like, do you think kids still play like Mario? No, I think I that's feel like a, they don't. what a recycled. Yeah. Like, what, do they just ran out of things to probably? Do? Yeah, no, I no kids don't kids don't play Mario. No, I can't imagine that many kids play. I bet you that the amount of of like McDonald's type toys that are coming out are going to go way down. Just the amount of like video games and stuff like that, like people just playing stuff on iPads and all that stuff. Someone mentioned it was because the um, NES Classic came back recently, mm. and people were able to get that. But I just I don't know. I don't think the kids these days would be interested in such a simple game. Yeah. You know, you, you go right, you jump. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, I, I think probably what they've grown up with is probably if, they, if Much there's more kids advanced. are saying, yeah, it's like Mario Kart. It. Like it's nostalgic yeah. for everyone who's not going to get a Happy Meal toy, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> basically. Exactly. Like maybe kids' parents or something that are buying it for them. But like, I, I bet you have a lot of this of what they've grown up with, like, you know, 
Nintendo will do other things that are not like the original Mario related game, but with still Mario characters. But I bet you these kids, I bet you it's not really relevant. They have no at idea. All. Yeah. They have no, I, I don't, I think it's a bad choice. Do kids even play with toys? That's what I'm saying. It's just the whatever's new now on the phone. Yeah. I think it's a lot of iPad, iPad stuff. I see a lot of kids with iPads. I don't know. I mean, I still see toys as my little cousins. I see them still play with some toys, but definitely there's a lot more iPad and stuff, that kind of stuff going around, mm. which is a little bit. A lot of less imagination in that. Not, not probably not good in the long run. No. Explain no, as you would a no. child. Um, that's all I had, Pat. Last but not least. Let's hear it. Um, former Bears Brian Urlacher, and do you yes. remember Adrian Peterson on the Bears? Long time ago. No, I don't. Really? Well, anyways, they are going to be elected in the College Football Hall of Fame. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know if I knew there was that. Come on. Um, I don't watch a lot of college football, and I never watch. There's a watched... Hall of Fame for everything. That's a good point, except for hip-hop. We There's found a that bobblehead out. Hall of Fame. <laughs> so they're being elected in the – I think Erlacher will be – you think he'll be regular Hall of Fame. Do you think that? I don't see why he wouldn't. Yeah. So His stats are ridiculous. Erlacher's? Yeah. Pretty insane stats. I guess I never really looked at his stats, but I know he's always amazing, but I just never like straight up looked so at So many tackles. Yeah. So many turnovers. Yeah. Uh, he has hair now. He does. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't love it either. It's <laughs> kind of weird. I don't associate him with hair. Some guys look good bald. Like, you don't yeah. need to be have hair. You know, if you're self-conscious about it, I get it. Hair. He does. He looks a little softer. Yeah. yeah. He looks like Brian from the insurance agency. He doesn't look like <laughs> Brian with the, the the tribal tattoos. Yeah, yeah, know? totally, totally. But, uh, yeah, so college, okay, college football hall of fame. So what do you think about that then? What do you mean? What, are you... Good for him, or it's like who cares? Uh, it's an honor. It is not. I just brought it up. Former Bears. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to former Bears. There, when go. when the Bears were good, when they had good players on yeah. the team. Yeah, that's always good times. That's always good times. So uh, you guys can email the show chubsetpodcast at gmail dot com. Um, you know, follow us on the social media, all that kind of stuff at Chubstep Podcast, and then also Facebook guys like us on Facebook. Share the podcast. When we when we send it out, if you share it, we'll be happy. Pat will be happy. He won't be sad. Actually, Pat, I actually had something. I almost forgot about this. I what? can't believe this. So remember how, like, a few weeks ago we got an email from Jason, and it said, hey, this is what um, – I want you guys to answer this question, and then I want you to see what the real boys would answer. And then okay. the, they sent yeah. that question to the real boys. So I pulled up. I actually did this side-by-side, and this is a comparison of what – Mike James on the Real Boys podcast. You guys can follow them on iTunes. You guys can check them out on iTunes. And what he said, you would say versus what you actually said. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to play this here for you. What I think the Chubstep boys will say, uh, Pat Callen's going to be like, uh, the uh, Cubs victory. <laughs> no, no. Is that a joke? No, no. Of course, he hates the Cubs. He no, I know. Uh, that's, yeah, that was the joke. Oh, nice. Yeah, singer. <laughs> hey, we got him. Uh, he'll probably he be like, the uh, there's, there's nothing it. at the end of the rainbow. And then Joe would be like, oh, come on, Pat. Just, like, make something funny up. And then Pat would be like, I don't know, man. I'm so sad sometimes. <laughs> and then it gets really deep on that episode. And then they kiss. I think- What's really at the end of the rainbow, Pat? Um, I don't know. I don't really think about rainbows. Yeah, that's a good I never answer. Really thought of it. That's a good, that's a good pod answer, Pat. Yeah, well, <laughs> what do you think, Jared? Um, metaphor.
metaphorically, Ben? Let's go metaphorically here because okay, so literally there's supposed there's to be nothing. a pot of gold there. Yeah, yeah, or... yeah, right? There's supposed to be a pot of gold at the end. I think, I think everybody's uh, end of their rainbow is different. How about that? I think sure. for you, it would be like big pot of butter. I like yeah. the feeling of squishing the butter with my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> right? So you'd... <laughs> okay, so I never really thought about this. Yeah. So, okay. So that that was that was the comparison wow. of Mike James guessing before this. They had recorded it before our episode came out. So is that, it was a guess. Is that, is that what I sound like? <laughs> that's that's his best impression of you. But uh, that was I thought that was it was pretty funny. That it was pretty accurate, or not too far off. It was not too far. <laughs> off. But I thought it was funny. Uh, you guys should check out the real boys. And also, uh, that's why we like the emails, guys, because uh, it's kind of fun that kind of stuff. So thank you, guys for listening every new episodes every thursday and the show's ended program is now shutting down now you know you got to go peace this is yasin